Okay, so joining us today on the NYU Wagner Review podcast series is Honda Inc. Amlan. Honda is uh, a member of the Wagner community, and she is also finalizing the publication of a new book uh, on tuberculosis and stigmas that are attached to diseases. So she's here to uh, introduce her book, tell us about her story, and uh, really to educate us on stigmas attached to diseases. Yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um, hi everyone. Um, my name is Handa and I graduated from Wagner uh, in 2019, um, specialized in uh, public and nonprofit uh, management, PNP, um, got my MPA. Um, and currently I work at the International Rescue Committee as a policy and budget officer. Um, yeah, focusing around program quality uh, initiatives. So as Kyle said that I've just finished my uh, full manuscript for the first book I'm um, authoring, which is titled Stigmatized. And this book is about my story overcoming advanced stage tuberculosis and the associated stigma attached to it. So um, the main goal of this book is to educate people and also to help inspire other TB patients and survivors to share their stories as well um, so that we can break the silence and remove stigma together. Great. So um, what I would like to do is start at the very beginning. Um, just mm -hmm. so we can all be educated on, on what we're talking about. So could you um, uh, tell us what tuberculosis is? Yeah, so tuberculosis is a communicable disease that is caused by a bacteria that attacks. It can attack actually any parts of your body. And there are two types of tuberculosis, pulmonary and extrapulmonary. And basically pulmonary is where the bacteria, the tuberculosis bacteria attacks your lungs. And the other one um, is basically non-pulmonary. Um, it can attack um, any parts of your body, basically from your brain to muscles, uh, spine, stomach, and you name it. Unfortunately, TB is still very common disease in the world. According to World Health Organization, in 2018, 1.8 billion people were infected with TB. And that doesn't mean that everyone will be will get sick if you are infected with TB, because uh, when you have TB bacteria, it can be dormant in your body. And if your immunity system gets weak, then um, that bacteria can get active and make you sick, basically. So there's an estimate of 1.8 billion infected with TB. And from there, 10 million people actually fell ill from TB uh, in, 2000 alone, in 2018 alone and 1.4 million died. So, so yeah, this disease is actually one of the top 10 um, causes of deaths around the world. And how unfortunately it doesn't get much attention, even though it's such a serious issue, it's very underrepresented in media in books and stories. And part of that reason I believe is stigma. This disease gets associated with many other stigmatizing factors causing double or even triple layers of stigmatization. So just to name a few, uh, for example, like it gets associated with so social class. Like if you are from a low income community, then people assume that you might have TB or if you have TB, people assume that you might be poor or from a low income community. And also HIV status as well, because of the co-infection rate, people also associate um, TB with HIV a lot. Refugee and internal displacement status as well. Um, if you are a refugee living in a refugee camp, for example, people could assume that also you might 
bring in, you know, different diseases and TB gets also associated and creates this double stigmatization, homelessness um, as well, prison status, um, etc. So there are just so many other factors that get associated with TB, which causes exaggerated like fears and which causes the social stigma. Uh, let's go back a little bit to the origin story. So um, how did you become familiar with TB and what motivated you to turn this lesson into a book? Yeah, so I grew up in Mongolia and growing up here, I always, I, I've, I had heard of TB and I knew that it was a bad disease. Nobody like really talked about it openly. There was there was no really like education materials in my high school or in my middle school that were were meant to like instruct us on what TB is, what 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 it's about, right? So there was definitely a lack of information around it, and also there were like social norms or stereotypes, I, would, I should say, that describe TB. So I, I just knew like very basically little. And then when I was a teenager, I got sick and I re- I found out that I was diagnosed with uh, tuberculosis and it was actually in a pretty later advanced stage and I was just really scared. And uh, the reactions I was getting from people was just really shocking. At that time, like everybody encouraged me to hide it because of fears of potential stigma and discrimination, right? So I decided to hide it from everyone, basically, beyond my close um, network of friends and family. And, um, And I stayed in a hospital for about two months. Um, and just during that time, I learned a lot about this disease and how unfairly this disease gets treated by society and the negative attitudes and what the TB patients were going through. I was witnessing it and I was myself too. And so just, I learned a lot of lessons. And so I wanted to change that. And uh, unfortunately, but it talks about it made me sad because like Mongolia, for example, reports like 4,000 cases every year, and that's formal statistics. Uh, on top of that, there could be, you know, informal number of, I don't even know how many. And there were like no single person who shared their story. And and that's because, it's not because like nobody's sick, that's because of stigma. People are scared to talk about it. People are scared about potentially getting discriminated or stigmatized. So I wanted to break this silence because somebody has to start about it, start talk about it, right? Right, and stigmatization is is a uh, is a is an interesting topic because anything can be stigmatized. Any quality mm-hmm. about anything can be stigmatized, and in the perceptions of the viewer, they, they can ha- they can think about you in a different way um, based on their understanding, um, their perception, their judgment of a quality that you have. Um, yeah. So I think your words, um, they fall within the realm of, of health or disease or tuberculosis. Um, the lessons that, you, that you've learned that you, that you talk about in your book can be extended to, um, to other topics in terms of race, ableism, age, gender, sexual orientation, um, anything. Yes, so, definitely. Um, and 
My book is actually written uh, with three core themes. And part of that is exactly what you're referring to. Stigmatization doesn't just stop at TB, unfortunately, right? It goes beyond that. Like even with the current pandemic, COVID-19, it, it, it has a certain um, level of stigmatization happening in certain communities, right? Mental health challenges, for example, there has been great progress, but there still needs to be more work. More work needs to be done. So part of the goal is also to inspire other survivors and patients to share their stories and um, help break this silence because um, I think the people who have the lived experiences have the most to contribute to break the silence and also influence decision-making, right? Um, so that we can all tackle this, the, the actual diseases, but also those stigmatization issues. And then, of course, another theme of my book is around the TB experience, tuberculosis specifically. And then I also, in my book, talk about uh, what it's like to grow up in Mongolia as well and what it's like to learn a foreign language and travel in different countries. Basically, my journey of coming to the United States and um, pursuing higher education as well. It's a, it, it goes beyond um, into a wider audience. And so, so what do you think? Uh, what can be a solution here? Or where, where do we need to go as a society to change the stigma or to eliminate the stigma? Yeah, so my I would say the very first step, which is I'm encouraging my fellow TB patients and survivors to speak up, to share their stories more and more. In that way, the effective, and it doesn't have to be fellow patients and survivors, also the effective communities, you know, the family members of people who had TB, for example, you know, um, if they start voicing their concerns and if they start voicing their stories, that will help humanize tuberculosis. We need more stories, and that will help us to destigmatize. Of course, to share that stories, it'll be difficult because it's stigmatized. Again, we're going, kind of going back to the to like catch twenty two cycle, right? Um, we want people to share, but there's stigma, and which is preventing them to share their stories, right? So I'm hopeful that um, creating safe spaces first. Um, would be a great step, right? Like, so um, a group of survivors, for example, um, to really talk about, honestly talk about their experiences, because the more and more you talk about your experience as a survivor, the more you're, the more confident and comfortable you will become uh, with sharing your story. So hopefully in the future, that small group expands into even an advocacy organization and that is public facing to influence, you know, policies and decision making. Um, so that will be my one um, solution um, I'm proposing. And on the other side, uh, in terms of like, uh, that was like more of like bottom up approach, right? More of a top down approach, I would say, is to apply like multidisciplinary partnership. Because right now, when the government, for example, based on my research, tries to contribute to TB, they think it's a medical field issue only. Um, like, you know, maybe buying antibiotics or buying treatment equipment, things like that. But unfortunately, it's not just 100% relies on medical field. It goes beyond that. We need education sector to integrate this knowledge, this right information to into the education system so that people will be better informed, right? And part of the reason why there's stigma is there's lack of education and lack of information. So that's where we need support. Those kind of multidisciplinary partnership is definitely needed. And part of my message is for decision makers to look around in their room, especially if you are someone who are working on social issues, to look around in your room to see if there are 
anyone in the room with lived experiences, because that engagement is also missing from not just TB, but also from other social cause, social issue, um, decision-making processes. Through my book, I'm proposing these bottom-up and top-down approaches, which are all revolving around um, engaging those with lived experiences. You need to, you have to come at it at a couple of different angles, it sounds like. The, the survivors need to feel confident to share their stories. But for them to feel confident to share their stories, they must be a safe space or safe enough space where they can voice um, their experience. Then on the, uh, in addition to that, you're going to want to have allies or um, some sort of cultural receptiveness and understanding. Um, and I like your use of the word humanism um, or humanizing the virus. Um, this is, it's just humans looking at other humans doing human things. Um, we shouldn't make it more complicated than it is. Um, yep. And then in addition to that, the, the top down, there's, there's obviously a, a policy issue here, which is this is a disease. It's a global disease where 1.8 billion people have a dormant virus, 10 million fall ill and 1.4 million die. Um, yep. those, those are real statistics. So um, there, there's the cultural side of it. And then it also sounds like there is the policy side of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's drill down on the policy side a little bit, just because um, the sometimes the people can't do it themselves. So mm-hmm. what role does um, either the World Health Organization, because this is a global virus, or another international organization, governments, NGOs, what role do they have in uh, helping with either the stigmatization or with the virus itself? So the very first one um, is not just focusing on medical responses, but also focus on the attached stigma. That would be my main message. The social stigma is costing human lives too. For example, integrating psychological support in hospitals to help with even self-stigma, right? Like because of social stigma, patients actually also feel really guilty and shamed because they're worried that um, they brought this bad reputation to their family or they might have infected their family members or friends, you know, that kind of self-stigma and self-guilt also happens a lot. Um, So really trying to help with that also like through psychological support within integrating that with the the medical approach, um, for example, would be one solution on that. And of course, public awareness, sharing more information and demystifying TB TB information. And part of that should be driven by um, survivor experiences and patient experiences, not just through the voices of medical doctors or researchers, you know? So I think that's also needs to happen. And another um, area that I'm seeing that it's uh, it's definitely great that the, the, the big organizations are standardizing the treatment plans and standardizing the approach across the world, but at the same time, giving some level of flexibility to countries to try out, you know, innovative approaches to treat TB and the attached stigma. So that would also help give ownership for that country to tackle that problem. Sounds like you're suggesting almost like a blended response in some way that you can come at it from a different, a bunch of different angles independently, or you can blend it into a response that in which the, the, the medical response actually acts more human so as to encourage those who have TB to, to get treatment, um, not hide it. It allows them to treat the disease better. And then also in terms of global policy, you have some global coordination because this is a global disease, but with local 
customization because there's cultural differences going on that need to be respected. So um, mm-hmm. it's a, so I want to, I, I, I really want to close with, with a message to, to those who are feeling stigmatized mm-hmm. for whatever reason, as, as a survivor of a stigmatized disease, what can you say to uh, those out there who are currently feeling stigmatized for whatever reason or for whoever they are? So for, for any patients or for any survivors or anyone who is experiencing stigmatized diseases or challenges, I hope them to take away one message and that will be acceptance. Um, as I mentioned, it took me a decade to really understand this lesson that going through this challenge, it's, it's not something to be ashamed of or to hide or feel guilty about because we are all humans at the end of the day and everybody goes through struggles, right? And nobody needs to be defined by that and nobody needs to be stigmatized by that. And in order, but that's unfortunately, unfortunately the reality in many circumstances But in order to change that narrative, the voices of those who went through these experiences are really important. If we keep being silent about this, uh, it's like we are accepting it, right? It's like we are um, agreeing that it's okay that stigma exists. So in order to change that narrative, we need to first accept who we are, like even the hidden and stigmatized parts of our identity, and really vocalize our experiences and our stories so that uh, we can break this silence. And when, when more people talk about these difficult conversations and difficult experiences, the more people will be aware. So accept yourself as who you are and vocalize your story and experience because silence is not the solution. Everybody has a role to play. Um, yep. It's a powerful story and it's an important topic. The book is called Stigmatized. Is there a release, uh, a release date or anything that we should uh, keep our eyes out for? Yeah, of course. So currently my uh, book's pre-sale is open. So if you would like to uh, pre-order your copy, um, Kais will uh, drop a link um, under the podcast or you can reach out to me through my LinkedIn, um, which is Handa Ingramachlang. And um, the actual release date is in April 2021. Um, So if you pre-order now, um, there are a bunch of perks and I will send a a signed copy uh, your way as soon as it's released. So, Okay, well, thanks for joining us on the podcast, Honda. Um, And um, I hope that the message is heard loud and clear to to people around the world who uh, are, are feeling stigma or any type of way. Yep. Thank you so much, Kai, for having me. Okay, that's gonna be it for this episode of the NYU Wagner Review. Thanks for joining us uh, and see you next time.